Hello, and welcome to episode 16 of Take These Songs, a podcast about people and the music that they are committed to. Welcome. My name is Madalana Martin. I am your host. I am a stand-up comedian who is also a big-time music lover. And so I started this podcast, this podcast where I invite friends who are also very much into music to share their thoughts on four songs, songs that fall underneath the categories of something old, which is any song that is 25 years old or older, something new, which is any song released within the last year, something borrowed, which is a cover, and then something blue, which is any song uh, that they have a strong emotional connection to. My guest today is the fantastic Shannon Norman. Uh, Shannon is also a stand-up comedian, super funny guy, and I cannot think of a better person for our Sweet 16 episode than sweet boy Shannon Norman. Just a teddy bear of a human being, uh, wrapped in a very gruff exterior, but inside a chewy teddy bear nougat. I don't know if that makes any sense. I've not had any coffee in almost 10 days. I've had COVID, and COVID uh, broke me of my coffee addiction. So we're going to kind of see if we can keep this going. You can tell the dedication because I said we're kind of going to see. <laughs> I'm going to try and kick uh, the caffeine. It's my last big addiction. So uh, if this is a little loopy or weird, um, you can blame it on the all me. <laughs> <laughs> the unadjusted, unamplified, uh, unfocused, just plain, regular stock version of me. That's what you're getting today. I do feel much better. A couple of people messaged me uh, after last week's episode in which I revealed that I had come down with COVID. Uh, and thank you, everybody who reached out. That was very nice of you. Uh, I'm feeling way better. Still quarantining for a couple of days, though. It will be uh, not until Friday of this week before I can leave my house. <laughs> And be in the same room as my wife without wearing a mask. Uh, that's been very, very interesting. Um, anyway, hopefully all of you are managing to avoid this latest wave of the the Rona. Uh, stay safe. Uh, you know, uh, it's very easy to get complacent, and I think that's what happened with me. I, I just stopped wearing my mask as much when I was in crowded places, and just got very, uh, very cocky. <laughs> I was like, I've got a couple of shots in me. Uh, medicinal shots, not alcohol shots. You, you guys know what I'm talking about. Uh, but anyway, hopefully you are all doing well. Uh, before I jump into this episode, I do want to let you know about a couple of things that I have coming up. Uh, as I mentioned, I am a stand-up comedian. And I did have to cancel some shows because of my COVID uh, predicament, and that always drives me crazy. So I'm very, very excited, even more so than normal, to uh, do these upcoming shows now that I'm going to be in the clear after this Friday. Uh, I'm heading south, y'all. Y'all can see me. Come on down south. July 28th, I'll be doing two shows that night, an early show at the Laughing Skull in Atlanta, Georgia, and then a late show in Atlanta, Georgia at Church Bar. Both of those are fantastic venues, very cool, very funky in their own respective ways. So July 28th, early show, Laughing Skull, late show that night at Church Bar, both of those in Atlanta. And then the following uh, two days, I will be at the Blue Ridge Comedy Club uh, in Bristol, Tennessee. My first time there, I'm headlining that club. Uh, I really like Bristol, Tennessee. It's an interesting place. It is a music uh, landmark, uh, since this is a music podcast, we can talk about that. It's where uh, they first recorded all those great original country singers like the Carter family and people like that. They came out of the Appalachian Hills and they recorded, uh, they sang into a can for a man, if you will. And uh, country music was born right there in Bristol, Tennessee. Uh, so I'm going to go do some comedy there. May or may not buy a cowboy hat. I don't know. 
We'll see. <laughs> um, and then just looking ahead very briefly, I have a couple of shows I'm very excited about. Um, August 12th and August 13th, I'll be back at the Laughing Tap in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, one of the greatest comedy clubs in this country. So, so good. Such a beautiful, uh, wonderful DIY, independent uh, comedy club. And sometimes when you say those things, uh, it makes it seem like it's going to be like a little punk rock. A little shabby. No, 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 no. Laughing Top, very fancy. Very, very nice. Uh, it's just done with that same sort of uh, spirit. Can't wait to get up there, see that, see Matt and Greg and Caitlin again. Uh, Laughing Tap, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, August 1st. Sorry, August 12th and August 13th. And then just real quickly, jumping ahead a little bit farther, another one that I'm very excited about. September 2nd and September 3rd, I'll be at Comedy Corner Underground in Minneapolis, Minnesota. My first time back there. One of my favorite clubs, a tiny little, oh, just the space is so good. It's so good. Bob and his team, what they've done there. It's a, it's this little basement club underneath a rowdy sports bar, uh, but you can't hear it down in the basement because it's like an extra deep basement. Like you go down these stairs for a while. I, it may be a bomb shelter that we're doing jokes in. I don't know. But anyway, it's a beautiful, tight little space for doing comedy, and it's going to be my first time back since the pandemic and all that stuff happened, so I'm very excited about that, September 2nd and September 3rd. You can see all of my upcoming dates, and check out my new album, Midnight Nachos, which just came out a few weeks ago, on my website, which is madelonomartincomedy.com. Every one of those words has a hyphen in between it, except for comedy and com, in which there is a dot. So there is M-A-T hyphen A-L-A-N-O hyphen M-A-R-T-I-N hyphen C-O-M-E-D-Y dot com you can also just google my name that's what most people do it's a lot easier <laughs> uh thank you everybody for checking out this episode of the podcast thank you to our new listeners the the shambones heads thanks you for being here thanks to our returning listeners you guys are great i uh, appreciate you very much uh hopefully the new listeners will become returning listeners and and even go back and check out some of the previous episodes if you dig this format if you think it's a cool way to talk about music then uh yeah check out the previous 15 episodes lots of great stuff back there uh if you don't mind and i usually say this at the end of the podcast but i'm going to try and switch things up a little bit if you do not mind if you could leave a review for the podcast and also rate it and subscribe, all those things really help us grow the podcast. We are very small. I mean, we are we are real tiny, but we're cool and underground, and you're getting in on the ground floor, the underground floor, the way deep down bomb shelter underground floor of this podcast. And we would like to grow it a little bit. We would like to get it at least up to ground level. That would be nice. <laughs> So all of that helps us do that. If you subscribe to the podcast, if you leave a review and you rate it, and of course, tell a friend about it. If you dig this podcast, if you really enjoy uh, Shannon's thoughts on these songs, uh, post about it on your social media. Let people know about it. That kind of stuff goes a long way, and uh, we really appreciate it. Okay, without further ado, let's talk about Shannon a little bit, huh? I've been running on and on and on about myself and about the podcast, but uh, Shannon is a comedian out of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. I've known him for several years now, and he's not just a comedian. He's also a person who gives back to the comedy community. He runs a monthly show called Good Enough Comedy at the Bryant Street Barbershop. It's once a month. Honestly, one of the most fun shows I've ever done. It is it is a stand-up show in a barbershop. It's, it's exactly what you're picturing. Um, but man, the vibe is so great and beautiful and, and just perfect. And it's one of my best shows that I've ever done. So uh, thank you, Shannon, for doing that. Not just being very funny yourself, but also creating a space for people to come and be funny and share their stories and their jokes with the world. Love that about you. Shannon does have an album of his material that you can check out on all the different streaming services. It is called Human Raccoon. 
Is it raccoon or rac- raccoon? I swear to God, I heard a comedian one time just mispronounce the word raccoon, raccoon over and over and over again. He kept calling it raccoon. And now that's how I say it. It's, man, the power of comedy. <laughs> Human raccoon, not raccoon. Is there even a difference? Now I don't know. This is my uncaffeinated brain. Anyway, you know what I'm trying to say. Human raccoon is the name of Shannon's album. Check it out. It's super fun, super funny. And he's due for another one. I'm going to just throw that out there, Shannon. I don't know if you're narcissistic enough to listen to your own episode, but we're ready, baby. We're ready for a second record for you. That would be very exciting. Um, yeah, just going to put that out into the universe, going to manifest it. It's, I'm not pressuring. I'm not trying to bully you into recording another album. I'm just, I'm just stating that intention to the universe. That would be nice, visualizing it. Enough about Shannon and all of his fantastic comedy. Let's hear about Shannon and his fantastic taste in music with his first two picks for something old and something new. President's bullet-ridden body in the street. Is there a more evergreen line in all of punk rock? The fall of 1994 was a turning point for me. A classmate in study hall gave me the once over and asked the most important question one 14 year old can ask another. What kind of music are you into? And I uh, listed all the royalty in my budding CD collection. There was the Fresh Prince, King Diamond, Queen, I casually left out the newest CD purchase, the Aladdin soundtrack. He sneered, fuck that shit. You gotta get some real shit, some punk rock shit. The Misfits and Black Flag shit. Shit being the most descriptive swear word we had in 1994. And um, I floated away from that conversation because now I had the prescription to being cool. Take two punk rocks and drop out in the morning. I took almost every CD I had, the culmination of months of Columbia House mail fraud to the mall that weekend, so that I in turn could be ripped off by a chain store that bought CDs. I was okay with it though, because this was alchemy. I was bringing stacks of newly dubbed shit and walking out with two brand new discs of gold. Black Flags Everything Went Black, and the Misfits Collection won. The Sierra Madre's treasure was mine. The song Bullet is not the first punk rock song I had ever heard. It was the third, as it was track three on Collection One. Technically, it's the fourth if you count the Aerosmith song, Eat the Rich. But no one should count that. Bullet is the reason I have two Misfits tattoos. Well, Bullet and $120 are the reasons that 18-year-old me got two Misfits tattoos. 40-year-old me only has them because my baby arms haven't fallen off yet. Bullet's the reason I dropped a McDonald's Garfield glass on the kitchen floor the day I bought the CD. 
I was drying dishes as Glenn Danzig was crooning about the assassination of JFK. I figured punks talk about punk shit and a president getting assassinated seems pretty punk, right? When he first said, you gotta suck, suck, Jackie suck, I just assumed I misheard, you know? The second time, I was pretty sure I'd heard him correctly. I didn't know what was going on. But then he starts mentioning cum and fellatio. My jaw dropped as quickly as the glass. I was shook. I'd never heard anything this filthy or provocative in a song before. Bullet was the opening of a floodgate. This song led me to taking a picture of Sid Vicious into a Borix to get my mullet shaped into a proper punk haircut a few months later, complete with orange LA looks hair gel. Bullet is why I started riding a skateboard. Now, bruising my hip when I fell on my beeper in an attempt to impress a girl who turned out to be my cousin is why I stopped riding a skateboard. In one minute and 39 seconds, Glenn Danzig, Franche Coma, Jerry Only, and Mr. Jim managed to shock and offend everyone. My father is a Vietnam veteran, and we were Irish Catholics. This song is akin to treason in my home, and I relished it by following some kids' instructions blindly and buying this CD. It opened my eyes to a world of possibilities. I owe a debt of gratitude to this song and its terrible narrator with its violent, angry, horny Something new, Chicken Teriyaki by Rosalia. Nowadays, if I'm listening to a terrestrial radio, it's normally NPR in the car. So most of my modern pop knowledge comes from Saturday Night Live. When it came to something new, I only really knew a few songs from the past year. Uh, so May We Start by Sparks from their musical Annette. Nas is Death Row East from King's Disease 2. They had both come out close to a year ago, but 
it was right on the line, so it felt like cheating. Also, how can I really speak to Nas's tale of his experience through Tupac's death? And I don't have many words for the Spark song that asked the question, so may we start in repetition. The only thing I can really say about that is, if you are about to watch Annette, strap in, motherfucker, because that shit is wild. Another song I considered was uh, Snoop Dogg's Kripya Enthusiasm off his, for the most part, fantastic new album. But you should really just go listen to that Instead, I picked happily Chicken Teriyaki by Rosalia because I really enjoyed her performance on SNL. And since seeing that in the beginning of March, I've listened to this song at least once a day. Um, I love modern pop music. I don't listen to a lot of it, but I really love that they have cracked the formula. The kids did it. You know, it's a a simple beat that you want to hear, not forever, but just for a bit. Uh, The, some lyrics, you know, you give the people what they want. Give them a solid beat, a few quick verses, give us the hook, just enough times, that it's an earworm, and then get out. No need for extended solos or repeated courses. I grew up in the era of the seven-minute power ballad and the five-minute rap song. And honestly, who has the time? Since her album has come out, I've listened to it a few times, and a lot of it is great. I come back to certain songs, but let's focus on Chicken Teriyaki. The lyrics, if you use Google Translate, are a bit surreal, because Google Translate is perfect evidence for why robots are a long way off from gaining sentience. Um, I've seen a good translation of the lyrics and it's, uh, it's great. I, um, I love it. I should say the song is in Spanish because Rosalia is a, a Spanish language recording artist. And I don't know a lot of Spanish. I tried Duolingo, but honestly, it's too much pressure. And I'm tired of saying he drinks the water over and over again. Usually, when I listen to this song now, I follow it up with the next track on the album, which is called Hentai. 
And I've never looked the lyrics up. Um, I don't know anything about it outside of it is the most beautiful sounding song you will ever hear that is called Hentai. Hey everybody, Matt here at the Halfway Point, just jumping in very quickly to let you know that this episode of the podcast is brought to you by Postcard Alba. Postcard Alba, an eclectic music blog for people who enjoy that sort of thing. Bringing you brand new music five days a week, Monday through Friday, it is the best in everything that is underground, unheard, and underappreciated. Everything from hip-hop to indie rock to punk rock to post-punk to interesting, cool pop music and everything in between it's got all the new music that you need to hear. Check it out today, postcardelba.com. That is P-O-S-T-C-A-R-D-E-L-B-A.com. All right, that's it. A very quick sponsor read. That just means we can get right back into this episode of the podcast with our guest Shannon Norman and his picks for Something Borrowed and Something Blue. Something Borrowed, Iggy Pop, Louie Louie. Louie Louie is the greatest rock and roll song ever written. Go ahead and at me if you'd like. Argue and be wrong. First off, Iggy Pop should be on the periodic table of elements. He is an unstoppable force of creative nature. Oh, you don't like the new Iggy Pop album? Just wait five minutes and you can try the next one. Secondly, all rock and roll is theft. Honestly, all rock and roll is theft should have been number one, but I wrote this list in pen and I'm not crossing one of them out because it looks sloppy. All rock and roll is theft. Richard Berry ripped the music for Ru- Louie Louie off from Rene Touzette and the Kinks ripped it off from Richard Berry. And you know what? We're all happy they did because in between, Hundreds of bands have covered Louie Louie. I don't think you're allowed to play as a cover band in a bar if you don't have a a pocket uh, version of Louie Louie that you can just pull out. Um, At one point, there was a documentary in the works attempting to collect every cover of the song, which I think they had said at the time there was over 170 recorded versions, but I might just be making that number up because I went to look for information about the documentary, and it seems to have been scrubbed from the internet. But I can say, I personally have over two dozen versions of the song in my record collection. I have acapella versions, multiple punk bands have covered it, I have a high school marching band's version, and they're all good. I can listen to them anyway. There's one version of it that I think is bad, and that is the 11-minute-long jam version that Greg Ginn and his current iteration of Black Flag closed their shows with. If you ever see them live, that's your choice. But take it from me. If you hear the song start, leave early, leave early. Oh, baby, 
You got to go now. See what I did there? Anyway, Iggy's version can be found on his incredible mid-90s album, American Caesar, which carries a parental warning stating, Warning, this is an Iggy Pop record. And it is. He was riding a high wave after Brick by Brick's success. Brick by Brick is the album that gave us Candy, uh, which you may know, or uh, because you're a fan of the B-52s. Or if you're a fan of Beavis and Butthead, you know the album Brick by Brick because of the song Butt Town. Uh, also, if you're one of the 15 people in the world that saw the movie Black Rain starring Michael Douglas fighting the Yakuza on a motorcycle, then maybe you know Brick by Brick because of the phenomenal song Living on the Edge of the Night by Iggy Pop from that album, which... Honestly, that the proof that Iggy Pop should be on the periodic table of elements is in that video. Go watch that video now. Turn this off. Stop listening to podcasts. I don't care how much we all love Matt and want to see him succeed. Quit listening to podcasts and go listen to Iggy Pop. I'm sure Matt cut off. Just wanna sing Louie, 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 So he cut this out, American Caesar, uh, really fast and loose with his touring band. And uh, they called themselves the Fuck Ups. And everything you need to know about Iggy Pop is in this cover of Louie, Louie. You know, from the the pseudo-serious opening line. Let me see if I can do an impression. And now, the news. To then, it's, he uses the lyrics to list a laundry list of political gripes. And all within the confines of Louie Louie. You know, the hardest thing to do in entertainment is to be dumb. And this proves it. I mean, it's such a dumb cover and it's presented as in this lunkhead vocal delivery, but who else on earth could or would reference Dostoevsky in a cover version of Louie Louie? This song is always a party starter. It's simple to learn. Take an afternoon and record your own version of it. The world needs more Iggy Pop and it needs more Louie Louis. Also, if anyone wants to record a serious version, like maybe on a harpsichord or something, and call it Louis Louis, please send me a link for that. Because it would make me really happy.
For something blue, I've chosen Miles Davis Quintets. It never entered my mind. This song was the first piece of jazz that I heard where it clicked and I understood jazz. It felt like something inside of me was melted and raw as it played. I listened to it seven or eight times in a row that first day. I bought a CD of Miles Davis because I wanted to try jazz on. I was 20, an adult, very mature. It was time to broaden my horizons. This song is my favorite piece of music. I know I said that Louie Louie is the greatest rock and roll song ever written. If that comes across to you as hyperbolic, well, hold on, because my next statement is going to fill your entire chamber. This version of It Never Entered My Mind is Dollars to Donuts, one of the greatest pieces of recorded music in history. If I were Carl Sagan, I would have put it on the gold disc to go into space. Marinate in that for a second. I've done the legwork on this. Sure, it's not a great way to kick out the jams, but this song is Sunday. This song is the heat after a rain. This song is a cigarette in an ashtray, a sepia-toned snapshot of relatives you never met, but you heard about all through your youth. It's a key left in a mailbox after a breakup. It's a last call alone. It is dusk and dawn simultaneously. Personally, the first time I played this song for another person, I said, I really want this played at my funeral, which, I mean, I was 20. Of course, I was up my own ass with self-seriousness. I'm sure I probably wanted someone to uh, read a Bukowski poem or something. Uh, You know, I was 10 pages into Man's Search for Meaning. What did I know? Nowadays, if you you asked me, you said, what do you want played at your funeral? Uh, I'd be like, the Looney Tunes theme. That would be great as they lower the casket. Anyway, I personally have listened to this song after too many funerals over the years. And I don't drink anymore, but I did put a lot of miles on this song while I was holding a glass of whiskey and feeling self-serious. so frail, like a meringue or bird ribs. Everyone plays as if they are trying to lovingly put, put their instruments to, to sleep. Philly Joe Jones, in particular, seems to be playing the drums with his fingernails, as if he's scratching their backs goodnight. And 
Brad Garland's piano playing is playful. It's the sunshine that keeps this from bowing completely into a mournful dirge of a tune. And that's accented by Paul Chambers' almost cartoonishly elastic bass lines. John Coltrane was a member of the quintet, but he doesn't play a single note on this track. And this may be the only time I ever say this, but I'm glad that he did not play on this. It's such an airy song. It sounds like Miles is playing just in the other room or playing his, his trumpets in the other room. He's playing and it's just so mournful and you feel his heart coming through the valve with every note. It's such an airy song and to think that to go no Coltrane makes it better. It's there's not there's so much room in the song, but there's not room for another note. If you put something else in there, the souffle will fall. This palace is built on the finest sand. And heroin. Lots of heroin. power of this song. Listen to this song and stare out a window on a rainy afternoon or look at pictures of a friend while you play it. And I'll bet at the end of the song, you'll call them to apologize for something or just to hear their voice. That's the power of this song. Or maybe it's just emotional manipulation. On second thought, I want to change my statement from the beginning about this being one of the greatest pieces of recorded music. It never entered my mind is an atomic bomb level piece of emotional manipulation. And now I have passed this ancient curse onto you. This song is like the pie in thinner. You're welcome. I'm sorry. We did it, everybody. Another episode in the books, and as I always say, in our hearts. Thank you so much, Shannon, for doing the podcast. You killed it. Uh, like Such a thoughtful, cool, funny, articulate way that you did this, man. Everyone approaches it a little bit different. Um, some people go very stream of consciousness right off the dome. I feel like there was definitely some forethought put into Shannon's. Uh, they were like definite jokety joke joke jokes in there which i appreciated and uh i definitely laughed more during the editing of this episode than probably uh just about any other one so thank you shannon for bringing your natural gift of humor uh into this uh this other realm this realm of you talking about the music that uh shaped and affected you Thank you, everybody, for checking out this podcast. Hopefully, it's not your first time, but if it is, thank you for checking it out. I really appreciate you. Maybe you'll check out the past episodes and subscribe so you can hear all the future ones as well. Thank you to the regular recurring listeners. You are amazing. Thank you so much for showing up every week and checking out the episodes. I do appreciate it so much. Uh, make sure you check out Shannon's stuff. Like I said, he has an album called Human Raccoon out on all the streaming services. I'm still not certain I'm saying the word raccoon correctly. 
raccoon i don't know <laughs> email me let me know <laughs> how i should say it you can send a little voice memo i guess to an email uh at take these songs pod at gmail.com that is take these songs pod at gmail.com let me know how you pronounce raccoon and uh maybe i'll, I'll talk about it next episode <laughs> i don't know i don't know why this is such a weird hang-up for me you can also check out Shannon on all the different social medias. He has one single handle across all of those, and that is Sham Bones. That is S-H-A-M-B-O-N-E-Z. Hell yeah, it's got that Z, dog. That's what makes it cool. Sham Bones. You can follow him on Twitter and Instagram and all the good ones like that. Uh, and then check out the uh, monthly show. If you live in or around the Pittsburgh area, it is definitely worth checking out the monthly show, Good Enough Comedy at Bryant Street Barbershop. Or you can just stop in and get a get a haircut. Maybe make an appointment. Don't just stop in. Make an appointment and get a haircut at Bryan Street uh, from Shannon or from one of the other very talented barbers who work there. Take These Songs was created and produced by Madelano Martin. That's me. Hello. Hi. It's me again. And our theme music is by Dagan Thorgerson and his instrumental space rock project called Go to Space Die. Go to Space Die have an amazing record out on Bandcamp called Red Air Don't Care. Check it out. It does not have the word raccoon in the title, so very safe. I still figured out a way to to put it in there and make it awkward. Okay. Anyway, until next time, everybody, this is Madelano Martin saying that I hope every single one of you finds music to have and to hold.